Welcome to the Playmaker Podcast, a podcast for people who want to sell different. Playmakers wage war against traditional sales and win. Remember, success is just one play away. Welcome, everybody, to the Playmaker Podcast. We're excited. Another episode. Um, So much fun to talk about as we move towards the end of the year. And to do that, um, I'm stealing from the TR Podcast. I actually heard Annie Matthews jump on, and I thought she brought such kind of energy to the podcast. I actually stole her from that. Uh, Annie is the VP of Sales at Tech Target. I've asked her to join. Annie, how the heck are you? I'm good. How are you, Gabe? Very, very good. Um, we're excited for the uh, the close of the year, which I think we'll be diving into in just a minute. Um, but I wanted to have you maybe just take a quick minute and tell us a little bit about yourself and what you guys do over there at Tech Target. Yeah, absolutely. So as Gabe mentioned, I'm the vice president of sales at Tech Target. I oversee uh, two of our business units. Um, the sales efforts for them, which kind of is a blend between some, you know, an SDR role, a field role, an account management role, and a retention role. So it's a little bit of a hybrid um, here, the way that we're structured. I've been here for about 12 years, so a little bit of, you know, it seems like forever. Um, and I have a great team that I love working with to, uh, you know, take in new clients and build the ones that we currently have. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. Um, and, and Tech Target, you guys specialize. Can you give kind of the brief overview on where you guys play and what your specialty is? Yeah. So, um, you know, when I started about 12 years ago, we were really most known for being an, an IT publishing entity. Um, we have about 150 technology specific websites. And ultimately, at the end of the day, what we do is we bring, um, you know, technology vendors and IT professionals together. Um, you know, IT vendors have the ability to market to our audience base, and we drive um, a content strategy that allows, you know, uh, IT professionals and some line of business functions to understand what pain points they have and what um, technology options are out there as they grow their uh, technology stack. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, you guys have been around for yeah. a while. It sounds like there's some fun stuff going on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Long time. Yeah, definitely an evolution, much more so uh, a data business nowadays. Um, And, you know, we've seen a a great great transformation, you know, selling um, more subscription level packages, which has been a lot of fun over the last, uh, you know, two years. Interesting. So you have, you've moved more into that space. Well, it's definitely more lucrative. I can't blame blame you for doing it. Uh, yeah, the reoccurring revenue uh, definitely is more interesting to investors nowadays, right? Yeah, well, unfortunately, that is the way the world r- runs. So, um, now I wasn't aware that you were um, kind of a lot of the team was. Is is it a larger portion of the team is in sales development, or is that just kind of the blended structure that you're currently running there at Tech Target? Yeah. So this is our first year, and actually, you know, we've learned so much um, from all different companies over the last several months. This is the first year that we have actually had a sales development um, actual standalone team. So we have that, um, and their job is definitely to get into new accounts and help reps with their existing territories. But outside of that, um, you know, an account executive function at Tech Target really has to prospect, reach out to you know net new folks. 
um, upsell and cross-sell within their existing customer and retain everybody. So mm. um, when I talk about kind of their unique function to do everything from start to finish, they really do. Um, and they certainly do have now the overlay help of the SDR organization, which is proving to be also quite valuable. Um, so it's an evolution and, and we're definitely learning along the way, but it's, it's been a lot of fun. For well, sure. my goodness, figuring out sales structure is like, I was just on this call, we were talking yeah. about channel and, you know, once you add that layer into it and it's just like, I don't know if there is truthfully a right and a wrong. <laughs> There's sometimes just a, um, you got to run your head against the the wall a couple of times. And when you realize that you got a headache, you probably need to try something slightly new. So um, it's something we've been tracking. And I, I certainly, someone said to me the other day, like, is there a right and wrong for sales structure? And I'm like, I don't, think so. I don't know of one. Right. So um, best of right. luck on that journey. But I did, the the reason I asked about that, I was just actually looking at notes. Um, my guy sitting next to me said, you had been nominated. Um, we, we have this kind of contest going. Um, we're running a sales development summit here in a couple of weeks. And we're asking for people, we sent out a big kind of questionnaire to our base and said, will you nominate sales development leaders for our 2017 sales development leader of the year award. And and I'm looking at, you're not actually officially on the website yet, but you were nominated as a sales development leader. So congratulations. <laughs> um, when I saw it, I was like, hey, Thank I, I don't think she's a sales development leader, but, but it sounds like there is a connection. Maybe you've been talking about it. Somebody put you on the list. So uh, either way, um, somebody's recognizing you for your contribution to sales. So if you want to vote for everybody, go to go to www.salesdevelopmentsummit.com slash voting. Um, but anyway, sorry you were saying, Annie. No, Gabe, that's a great plug. I appreciate it. Um, I wasn't even aware. Um, but sales strategy is definitely near and dear to my heart, you know, like regardless of whether it's um, I look at sales development as meaning a lot of different things, right? So there's SDR functions and roles and different ways you can kind of evolve that. But I think that ultimately all uh, all sales reps have to have uh, a lot of strategy, whether it's going into their quarter, their year, their territory, the, you know, new clients, old clients, uh, how to get I them back. Um, so I appreciate that. And um, I'm, I'm thrilled to hear the news. <laughs> well, and truthfully, I'm a little embarrassed because <laughs> I just got an elbow saying, hey, she, she's added to the list. So I normally am not a big plugger <laughs> of things on the podcast. My face is just a little red right now. But um, that is true. And, and again, congratulations. Anyways, with that said, um, I love that's a great transition as you think about some of these different capabilities. Um, I want to move to this idea of kind of the end of the year and what you, where your mind is is I know you guys kind of close out your fiscal year here in December, but before we do top of mind response, you run into a sales leader or a salesperson and they say, Oh my goodness, you're Annie Matthews. You were nominated for this great award. What would be one piece of advice as I cross you in the street that you would tell me to kind of take my career to the next level? Anything come to mind kind of top of mind? Yeah. I mean, I guess as cliche as it sounds, I fundamentally believe you get, get out of it, what you put into it. And, you know, I, I, I live by that. I plan to teach my children that, you know, and, and foster that within my own family and personal life. And I, I, I see um, reps all the time. Right. And I ultimately think that the most successful are those that always want more for themselves, yeah. for their, their accounts, for their territories. Um, they're always looking at the next thing they can be doing. And that that is you need a solid work ethic to have some consistent performance. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's so funny. It's like we all want to cut the curve, cut the corners and, 
You know, we're always mm-hmm. looking for tools. I mean, I got to be careful. I say this just about every episode, but I work for a company that sells sales technology. So I got, but, you know, we try to get that technology and think it's going to save our lives and we can be lazier. And, um, but truthfully, yeah. the fact is, you know, sales is often quality and quantity. You got to do more and do it better. And if you ever think that's wrong, you're probably not going to kind of be the, 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 the person you want to. So love it. Love it. So, um, yeah. all right, well, let's get into this topic. It is end of the year. We're certainly approaching the holiday season fast. Um, as a sales leader, um, you've just got three weeks before all the books close and we kind of shut the lights off. What, what, what is kind of going through your mind? Are you, um, going really fast towards trying to kind of bring in those last minute deals or is it now kind of a time to take a step back and think about what's happened this year and start to plan? How do you approach this end of year situation that a lot of us are facing? Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, I think that what it comes down to is, you know, you got to balance, right? So for any organization that's ending their year at any time, right? So it could be December, it could be March or what have you. Um, ultimately, you got to think about what you can still control about Q4 and how you can balance some of your time against what's up ahead. Because um, everybody, you know, in, in most selling environments is going to go back to starting at zero, right? When the new fiscal begins. So, um, from my perspective, right, a lot of it is how can you take um, before and after, you know, selling hours, um, how can you put some time into thinking about what you're going to accomplish next fiscal year, and what can you be doing now to kind of get ahead of that? Um, you know, the big thing I find is that, you know, every rep, although it's sometimes sad to, to start back at zero the following year, <laughs> um, it allows... The, <laughs> It allows for those who lost the year before right. to think about, you know, the opportunity to win That's once right. again. Um, and, you know, it's funny. A couple of weeks ago, a manager that I, you know, adore and respect um, at Tech Target said to me something around, you know, to the guise of, you know, Bill Belichick doesn't, you know, leave each win and think about how great that win was. He ultimately leaves the win and he thinks about what still could have been done better. And so whether you won last year or you lost last year, the net of it is there's always things we can be doing to improve and to diversify our strengths. And so my focus is really on having my reps start to think about that and what their goals are ultimately going to be once January 1 rolls around. Now, do you find, I love the football reference, we've had debate if Bill Belichick really is, it really is as great as everybody says, but unfortunately numbers talk and I don't think, I mean, He's got some good numbers. That besides the point, um, oftentimes we approach the, you know, this kind of planning period. And because of all the things we're trying to kind of tie a bow on, we we're not able to really sit down and reflect. And I know that's something we were talking a little bit about pre-show, like reflecting on the year, reflecting on your career. How do, do, is there something, and I'm going tactical on you for a minute, but do you actually like take some time? Do you go off site? Do you have a planning session with the team? Do you, is there a way that you kind of just take a deep breath and start to think through that? Or are you able to kind of juggle that in the complications of your everyday sales kind of activity? Yeah. So I think, I I think baking it into the everyday sales activity for me personally is really difficult, right? I think it was difficult for me when I was an individual contributor. And it's certainly hard on me as a manager who wants to dedicate time to each individual rep. 
Um, so I, I imagine that in mo- most cases, that's really hard to think about on an ongoing basis. Um, you know, we have a forecasting process, which for the following year that starts to, you know, get the accounts fresh in our mind and think about what we need to accomplish with them in the subsequent year. Um, but, but selfishly, uh, you know, what I want my team specifically talking about, thinking about is that we really experience in our particular business a lull between in that last week of December, yeah. right? So it's buttoning yeah. things up and getting some things done, but it's all also catching up. So my my worst case scenario for my reps is that they really spend some time mapping things out for themselves that week, if nothing else. I love it. Um, yeah. And, you know, Gabe, like, like kind of going back to the idea of, you know, you get out of it what you put into it, you might have to find some extra time, right? Yeah. Like you might have to dedicate an hour or two, one night or a few nights to really build the plan for yourself. Um, but if you're not be if you're an individual contributor and you're not being asked to do that by your manager, I think you have <laughs> to have the the level of responsibility and ownership yourself, or else it's you're going to come in, you know, January second or third, whatever day it is this year that you know people who are ending their their fiscal on a calendar, and you don't want to waste any time. Like there is no time, <laughs> um, so you really need to establish what you, what your marching orders are going to be for yourself or for your team. Oh man, I'm, I'm, I'm appreciating the advice. I'm thinking of, you know, I oversee a couple teams here. I always find ways to be in interesting positions, but, um, you know, actually setting aside some time, I think is something I, I probably need to go through. It was funny. I thought as you were talking about, you know, if your manager doesn't have you do that, I thought you were going to say, you know, your manager sucks or something like that, but you were very nice in your approach about you, yeah, you probably need to do it yourself. Very, uh, very, very, very political there. I love that. Um, so let's move into kind of this, <laughs> let's move into this kind of planning concept. Um, I think, I mean, I've been a sales leader and it, I mean, Certainly, you know, we work with our team and, and we get, kind of get the quotas or the expected quotas that are going to be associated for the next year. And hopefully a lot of people have that in place. But as you kind of ask reps to sit down and spend that hour or two, and I love the idea of, hey, you might need to do it on a Saturday or on a night to kind of think through that. When you say this plan that they need to put together, what what are some of the things that you feel like are necessary to make a great 2018 plan? Is it just about the numbers? Is it about individual goals? Is it something that's more formal? Is it shared with you? Like, you talk about that plan and help maybe coach us a little bit on ways that you've found to make that as effective as possible. Yeah. So for me, it's a little bit of an evolution, right? And I'm kind of, it's a a lot of trial and error. I mean, we talked about that even before um, we started recording, right? Like the idea of, you you know, you give it a go (laughs) and you see if it was worth it and if it yielded the dividends you were hoping. Um, My plan, right? So like, I feel like part of me has to set forth a plan so that my team sees that I'm organized and then therefore they can be is that I want to make sure that before 2018 kicks off, they've taken a look and assessed their territory. Um, essentially, you know, who's the low-hanging fruit? How are you going to close them quick, close them early on, um, close them for what you think they should be doing, and what are you going to do to network within that account for cross-sell and upsell as the year continues? So kind of like get it, get it over with and really focus for those set of accounts on being a true account manager along the way, right? Like offer that customer service and value. And then there's that middle tier of accounts that it's like, they're they're there, right? We think we can get them, but there's ultimately an objection. Whether we know what the objection is or not, they aren't buying. So there's a reason for that. 
And ultimately, what's the plan going to be to influence them and get them over that objection? Hmm. Um, if we don't know it, we have to find it out. Um, you know, it's things like giving value to them. You know, you guys talk about this all the time, right? The idea of giving value without expecting a lot in return yeah. to start. Um, you know, that's, I mean, that's so much of what Inside Sales has been doing um, with all the work you've been doing with Playmakers, right? That's a lot of value you're giving without asking for anything in return. So that's important. Hmm. Um, you know, understanding if you know enough people within the account, are there offers that your company is, you know, floating out there that you want to make sure you need to get in front of these folks? Um, you know, any of those types of things. And then you look at like the long shots. So who do you have to build credibility with? Who do you have to give more, much more than you take from? Yeah. Um, you know, what do you do in a socially sell them a little softer of an approach? And ultimately, like the reality is on those is you probably won't have a forecasted opportunity, maybe in Q1. But you can't forget about the fact that you're holding a number on them and you got to focus on them and that all of that influence starts early. So I kind of am having them map it out a little bit that way. And then ultimately, what are they going to do weekly, you know, weekly, monthly? What resources are they going to use? How are they going to do that? Mm, Um, So that's kind of like my fundamental plan idea. And then um, just to take that one step further, I would say that there's got to be a lot of self-reflection and there's got to be a lot of accountability. So you got to review that plan constantly. Um, And always bundling in there is personal goals. So, you know, you can't just make it about the about, you know, what you're going to do to conquer the territory, because if you conquer the territory, but you don't don't feel like you've grown professionally, that's a problem. Hmm. So you got to kind of that's a whole nother dynamic that I'm trying to figure out how to layer in. Yeah, it's like um, you need something to be working towards. Right. It can't just be sometimes about the territory, about the money. Um, Well, let me then ask kind of two follow ups on that. I mean, it sounds like you go pretty deep on this kind of business plan and how they have strategic accounts and how they need to get a little bit wider and deeper. As you've gone through this exercise um, before, is is there certain things that you feel like are kind of the gotchas where, um, again, if you were talking to a peer, you'd say, you know, as people build these business plans, watch out that they don't go too superficial on kind of the description of what they're doing with the accounts or don't go too superficial, you know, on the number of accounts that they actually choose in kind of their mid-tier, bottom and, and, you know, quick wins account or anything you found to be a little more typical, kind of good, bad or ugly about this, this business or strategic planning process? Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head, right? So one of the issues for people that has larger territories is how do you make sure you're really focusing in on a subset account of accounts, right? So, it, you know, if you have a larger territory or a more complicated sale, I ultimately, I think you have to cater this obviously to, to what your business really looks like and what your sales strategy looks like. And so what it might come down to is, you know, I fundamentally think the plan has to be reviewed at the individual rep level quite regularly, right? Like I have a um, placeholder on my rep's calendars every Friday morning where it's literally a self-reflection half hour. Like, did I make enough calls? Did I send enough emails? Did I take care of the things that I, you know, that I need to do? Open new opportunities, et cetera. Because they feel like then they still have Friday to do that if they seem mm. to think they're a little bit behind. Mm. Um, but then, right, it's like quarterly reviews and it's the accountability is the biggest risk. 
right? Like documenting the strategy that you set forth with your sales management or with yourself and actually holding yourself accountable to it on an ongoing basis. Because I personally feel like that's the hard part. Yeah. Um, and so like that idea of self-reflection and review is going to be really crucial to me and how I manage this, I think moving forward, because I don't want, I don't want every strategy session to sound like the strategy session that was before it, right? Like then yeah. you're not really moving the needle forward. So you don't want to keep talking about the same people at the same accounts, right? Like, so we got to figure out a way to really, really make a dent so that we can kind of move on to the next thing as the next quarter presents itself. Yeah, interesting. Ah, man, it's tough. It's a tough process. I appreciate you sharing some of your insights. So um, last piece here, you mentioned kind of the personal thing, and it sounds like that's something, again, you're kind of still trying to work your way through. Um, is, yeah. is there a way you've found, um, to, a way to kind of tie the personal with the business? Do you know, do you kind of say, Hey, um, is it the, you know, you're, you're going for a new house with your newly married, uh, you know, spouse. Um, so that, that's kind of your goal for the, the quarter or for the, the next couple of quarters. Um, let's see if we can't tie you hitting your number to the personal. I mean, how do you bring in, personal goals? Because sometimes I feel like people may be like, well, hey, look, I mean, that's my personal life. Like, don't talk to me about yeah, that. Or yeah. I, I mean, certainly if I want to maybe move up in my career, that how do you play that personal goal thing? Again, it sounds like you're kind of in the middle of playing around with that, but any thoughts or tidbits you may share? Yeah. So the way that we did it um, over the last couple of months, which has worked well, and you know, again, like, like anything, right, we're learning and evolving, is that I had the reps set some, you know, short and long-term goals. They could be personal or professional and they could be, they could share with me what they wanted. So it was like, you don't have to share everything, right? Like big disclaimer, (laughs) right? You share what you want to share. First, the professional goal is good for me to know, right? Like I can help you if I know what your professional goals are. But then on the personal side, if we can link them professionally, let's figure that out. So I found people with like, you know, I have a lot of credit card debt, right? Or I have a lot of debt from college. And so I'm ultimately trying to develop a a strategy to pay that off. And if I can get to my quarterly numbers or maybe make a bonus here or there or win some spiff money, like that's going to help me. So I'm going to focus on that, right? Like, so we did see some overlap. Um, I'm sure there were a lot of reps that didn't share all of their personal goals with me, but I think it, it challenged them if they were good at thinking about personal goals to think that they maybe needed to beef up their professional goals or vice versa. If they were really good at the professional goals and they were light on the personal goals and they were like, you know what, maybe I should focus on that. And I think just the idea that I cared enough to challenge them to do it and that I was willing to listen to them about it, that made it, you know, like that helped for things that on my end are important, like retention and making, you know, and building transparency and, so, you know, I kind of felt like it worked for everybody, even though we still got to, we got to tweak it and refine it and we got to make people comfortable over time. No, that's interesting. Yeah. I mean, I know there's been some studies out there on just that point right there. You know, if, if someone can, can actually say, I feel like my manager cares about me as a person, that's a Gallup study. They're way more likely to be engaged, but it's funny, you know, we talk about sales and we talk about everyone's got kind of a different acronym here. We've often said like future benefit impact, like FBI, you know, you don't want to sell, you know, features tell benefits sell. Like how do you move and say, Hey, we've got a tool and this is what it does, but you know, it can actually eliminate some of the headaches of man or you get to the impact. I love the idea 
of trying to tie something like, hey, look, you got a personal goal about getting rid of credit credit card. You know, making money is one thing, but you move into those other realms. I think almost treating your sales reps like a customer, um, aligning with yeah. their ultimate. I mean, that's what we talk about in sales, right? It's finding a leader and trying to find, hey, we want to make you a hero, right? Um, you want to be a hero and right. get your credit card. We align with that. I feel like we could probably, so I hear you say that, I'm like, we probably could do better about merging those two together because the power of tying a personal goal with kind of what I do at work, I think there's some, I think yeah. there's some synergy there. Well, whew, awesome. I really appreciate it, Annie. Fun talk track, especially as we approach the end of the year. I think this will be fun as people are right in the midst of, of again, whether you, you have your actual fiscal year or it is just kind of a new year for you and you're thinking about your own personal goals, it's a great time to take a step back and and maybe help your company yeah. do do the same thing. So, um, uh, if someone wants to get a hold of you, Annie, or, or learn a little bit more about Tech Target, uh, what's what's the best way to do that? Yeah, I'm on I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on uh, Twitter under Annie Matthews TT. Um, you know, just look me up. Pretty easy to spell the name Two T's and Matthews. Um, and I'm around. I'm happy to talk to anybody that needs some help and guidance. Um, the only thing, other thing I'd say is, Gabe, you know, thank you so much for for um, inviting me to join you. I said this to Gabe before we recorded, and I completely appreciate that he doesn't plug his own stuff. But one thing that really resonated with me, if you haven't seen it, is go on to Facebook, join the Playmakers group, and definitely view his video at Dream. I loved it. I watched it multiple times. I took notes. I circulated it around. Um, He just, he gave a lot of content that I thought was quite valuable. And I think what, you know, what Gabe does is amazing. So if he's not going to boast for himself, I certainly would like to boast for him. (laughs) Well, wow. I mean, I I appreciated it once, but now I'm appreciating it double. Um, We do actually watch the stats on how many times you watch that video and and you can no longer watch that. You hit the limit, Annie. So um, (laughs) no, I'm teasing. I would be so embarrassed <laughs> if you can actually see no, that. <laughs> no, um, I was embarrassed. You know, we were trying to do the live session there at Dreamforce. We had some technical difficulties. So as always, I was just winging it. I'm glad you found some value because the video was upside down for a while and then it was right side up. And all. Whoa. Yeah, anyways. it doesn't matter to me. It's love <laughs> the content there. That's right. That's right. Um, well, awesome again, Andy. Thanks so much for joining for the audience. Hope you have a fantastic holiday. You'll hopefully be listening to this right in that time frame. So, uh, wish you all a, a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And with that, remember, success is just one play away. 